0: David Licken. Let's begin. Welcome everybody. It is Monday, September 28th, 2020. So good to have you here with us. This podcast is created by mortgage professionals. It is for mortgage professionals. And we're so grateful to have you as our listener. Again, our goal is to bring you timely information in an audio format that you can listen to anytime, anywhere. Anyway, today's hot topic. Very excited to have Brent Emler joining me, our sponsor with Velma. And the aim is to discuss what Velma is doing and how they've been busy working on some new loan officer tools. If you're a loan officer or someone in responsible for production or interested in bringing some new tools to your loan officers, you will want to listen to our hot topic discussion today. It was really good. And we had Brent on as a guest back on April 2nd, 2018, Finding the Right Mortgage Marketing Solution is one of the ones we did. Go back and listen to that. A link is in the show notes. But you're going to enjoy today's podcast. We had as our special guest joining Brent is Kim Baker. Oh my gosh, she's VP IT programming manager at Highlands Residential Mortgage. I got to tell you, I'm going, you're in IT with a personality that's outgoing and bubbly as this? Oh my gosh, this is one of those amazing conversations we had. Really good. You're going to enjoy the interview if you stay tuned to the Hot Topic segment. We're proud to be a part of the industrysyndicate.com. Check it out. We value all of y'all. As we say here in Texas, all y'all are valued. Anyways, another group we're very grateful for is our sponsors, the Mortgage Bankers Association. Association of America, as well as finastride as well as Lenders One and the Mortgage Collaborative, and at CMLA, we had on CMLA represented last week. Very good interview, as well as Indicom, Encelerate, as well as Ainsworth Advisors, AI Assist, Celebrity Home Loans, Innobient. Well, oh, that's an interesting business intelligence tool with secondary marketing and pricing really got to check that one out as well as our friends at knowledge coop mobility re modex and velma vendor surf vineyard and of course our regulars alice andy Alan, and matt with their contributions each and every week so grateful for you our listeners joining in check out all of our sponsors on the sponsorship tab folks good to have you here with us on the hot topic segment on this fabulous day here in Central Texas, we're coming to you live nationwide, and we have as a special guest Brent Emler. He's Senior Vice President of Sales at Velma, as well as his guest, who we invited to talk about one of the exciting things that Velma is doing, and we have Kim Baker here, VP uh, of IT so we'll get into these introductions I don't want to repeat it but anyway it's a very interesting interview I encourage you to stay tuned and here we go folks good to have you here with us again we've got a special guest with us Brent Emler and he because he's so boring he has to bring someone else along as a guest and we're so excited because <laughs> we've got one of his customers who I've had the privilege to get to know here for a few minutes Kim and we're going to get started but Brent give us an update good to hear your voice how you doing friend
1: I'm doing terrific, David. Thank you for having me on. And you're right. I wanted to bring Kim on to bring some energy to the interview. She's a really dynamic executive over at Highlands residential, really excited to be working with Highlands. And over at Velma here, we've been in the CRM business for many years and really supporting loan officers on the front end of the mortgage transaction with sales and marketing tools. And over the last couple of years, We've tools really moved t- into a new space. Yeah, we
0: think it's important. As you say, moving it doesn't mean you've abandoned yeah. the CRM. You yeah. still have it. its effective tools as a great solution, but you've Absolutely. added some new services. Talk about that real quickly. I think that's the topic of today's discussion and why Kim's here. But give us a quick Absolutely. overview.
1: Well, yeah. That's right. Yeah. We're still going very strong with the CRM. It's a great space. We love the space. But what we found is that as a technology provider, one of the things you really want to do is you want to solve problems. You want to solve big problems. And certainly business development is a big problem. And there's been a lot of money thrown at the CRM space. And we've all been very effective at helping loan officers be more productive in terms of business development. But what we found is that loan officers have a big problem, and that is productivity, right? And because they're pulled into two different world. They've got to go out into this business development space and they've got to develop the business. And then they're very involved depending on the organization, the loan officer, their team, and all of that. But they're very involved in the production of the, the mortgage transaction. Right. And it's historically been a pretty clunky process. I think we all agree with that. Very yeah. manual, lots yeah. of you know, manual looking at data, manual outlook messages from this person to that person. It's a pretty clunky process. And because we've got this communication technology, we decided, you know what, let's get into the space of enabling loan officers to be more productive and spend more time on business development. That's really where a salesperson should spend their time. That's really when you're hiring a salesperson. If you think about the persona of a salesperson is a relationship. They've got sales skills and, and those types right. of things. And oftentimes, as you very well know, David, that does not jive well with being detail oriented. I obviously know that very well too. <laughs>
0: the giggle you hear in the background is Kim. So introduce Kim. <laughs> Give us a little insight. She is just bundles of energy.
1: Oh, Kim is just fantastic. I really wanted to invite Kim on the call because I really see Kim as the new face of the mortgage industry, really bringing a technology focus to that conversation. And Kim certainly does that. She's really dynamic and I'm excited to have her on the call today. All right,
0: (laughs) Kim, so good to have you here. So tell us a little bit about yourself. I already had a chance to visit with you before we went live and uh, thoroughly enjoyed our conversation, but a little bit about yourself and your company, if you could.
2: I work for Highlands Residential Mortgage. I am in IT. I started actually on the origination side of the house. So I started as a setup coordinator, moved to a processor, loan officer, and then eventually made my way over to IT. So
0: how did you connect with my good friend, Brent?
2: We actually have a mutual partner that we had presented with a need And they said, hey, we don't build this exactly, but we have somebody we think might do it for you. And that's how we got introduced to the whole Velma team. We actually set up a couple of email distributions that we had going out of a different system for initial disclosures. And then we built a change of circumstance email, basically just notifies our business. One email for each in the morning and one in the afternoon that says, hey, you've got some things that are due today. So that they're not having to constantly take their computer because Encompass is not something that's just, Not feasible to have to tote your computer around and get notifications and look at pipeline needs and that kind of thing. So we built this with Velma and it's an email that gets sent to our loan officers, loan officer assistants and processors. And then the afternoon, our compliance and executive teams to make them aware of who still has items that are outstanding, especially initial disclosures that are due today. And they just get the email, takes them to a link. They can see everything that they have that needs to go out and get with their processor and say, Hey, get on this, get it out move on, go to the next loan. That's how it started. And then we've since built a co-op pipeline with them. We took kind of something they had and we tweaked it. And it actually went live this week. And we have a phase two coming next week. So we're rocking. Oh, that's so
0: good to hear. They've been a sponsor for a long time. Brent's been a dear friend, someone I look up to. We're soulmates when it comes to certain aspects of our personality. But also I look at the innovation and how he communicates. Brent, Mm -hmm. give us some insights how this came about and what you would like the industry to be aware of and what solutions you are bringing to some less organized loan officers out there.
1: Yeah. So what I would say in terms of how we got to where we're at, we actually acquired some technology back in 2017, and our objective there when we made that acquisition was to improve our marketing automation. So this was a plug-in for Encompass and we acquired that plug-in, and then we built some technology on top of that. And our objective, like I said, was to improve our marketing automation, improve the value of our CRM. What happened, David, was as we were doing that, and we partnered up with Lender Toolkit. What we started finding out as we unpacked this plugin that we purchased was that there's a big world out there that we weren't aware of because we're so focused from the sales and marketing side of the business. And as we started unpacking things, we found things like eco and, and Regbeat and in particular NOI letters. And this is a really big problem. And I've spoken to probably 50 lenders over the last six months. Wow. And every single lender has the same problem. And that is... With ECOA, for example, and this is just one out of many workflows, if you will, but that's a challenge. They spend an enormous amount of time manually reviewing pipeline views, manually sending out emails to loan officers, crossing your fingers and hoping you get a response. And when you don't, then you have to go scramble and try to figure out what to put on the NOI ladder and get it out the door. That's a big problem and it's very clunky. And honestly, it creates a really poor customer experience. And so oh, yeah. we said, let's develop an ECOA workflow that number one, eliminates all of that manual reviewing of the data, manual outlook messages, it's 2020. Let's move beyond that. So we eliminated that. Number two, let's engage the loan officer. Let's get them to participate and give them a reason to participate in this process. This Good. Non, traditionally, this is non-revenue generating activity. And as a salesperson, why do I want to participate in something that's non-revenue generating? So now we want to give the loan officer a reason to participate in this process. So now they're going to participate in this process. We're going to change their behavior. And then finally, and maybe most importantly, let's provide a tremendous customer experience so that if a borrower is halfway through the process, they've given you a bunch of information, but there's just a few things left to get them approved. Let's make it really easy for them to do that. Let's not send a piece of paper in the mail that they're going to get 10 days later. That's ridiculous. Anyway, that's one of the workflows we developed with our product connector, which you can see at meetconnector.com. And so again, that's one of the products that we developed and one of the reasons why we started talking to Highlands. And then Highlands was exciting because they had Kim and Kim immediately, had three or four different workflows that she had in mind to streamline the process of communication and make it easier for loan officers to get their job done.
0: Kim, I got to go to this because he's got great ideas. But thankfully, Brent is different than many other software vendors that seem to have great ideas, but seem to have difficult on executing. But talk about the execution. You heard him talk about that. <laughs> you having an LO background, you immediately go, oh yeah, I can totally imagine that connection. What is the process you went through to actually implement this? Was this something that is easy to get on the sales side, but difficult to implement? Or how did that all come together for you?
2: Everything's been really streamlined. And the Velma team is really good about making sure that they stay on top of all of the timelines and getting it done quickly. And then hearing what we say, honestly, is the biggest thing. Hearing Not just from the technology aspect, but hearing from my end what the users need. We had our meetings, went through business requirements, and we were rolling. This week, we implemented the ACOA NOI piece. It's phase one. And we get our first NOI letter within 25 days as long as the LO didn't do their piece yet or the borrower hasn't gotten it to them. But the the turn time was so fast. And just having that email at their fingertips on their cell phone, especially right now with COVID, having it right there where they can click the email, do their selections on their device right there. And then it talks right back to the LOS is amazing. Saves them time. They don't have to fiddle around looking for stuff, finding it, going into the, the LOS and trying to figure out what they need to do. And actually, I don't even know if Brent knows this yet, but one of the guys on my team, he just built an additional piece of functionality that will automatically move those files once the NOI has or has not been completed in a certain way to the adverse folder. So that's not even oh, meaningful nice. anymore. So it takes that whole piece, that whole extra step from even from our compliance's hands. They only have to look at the file if it needs to be reviewed. And so just having this for the NOI piece right now is so crucial because our business is booming just like everybody else. We haven't slowed down with COVID. So them having the ability to just do one or two clicks and then get it on its way. And if the borrower had credit pulled and they've already sent it, they get an electronic notification. It doesn't even have to go out in the mail. Brent and his team have built this in such a way that for those borrowers that have already taken that piece and that step, there's nothing fulfillment has to do as far as mail. Only those borrowers that haven't e-consented get a piece of mail. It's just, it's really fabulous.
0: When you talk about workflows, I think more people are struggling <laughs> with their intentionality on workflows. I think it's probably one of the services we provide as a consulting For We do a lot on helping people look at that. Sounds like you're familiar with the concept and have really been focusing on it. Talk a little bit about that
2: the lo comes in they get as much information as they can from their borrower the borrower says okay i'll get all of these three remaining items to you and then it just gets busy and they forget the lo keeps falling up falling up falling up and then they just don't have time they need to move on to regular loans that, that are moving forward and going to close and so they've gotten a little bit of information into the los but they don't have the guts of what they really need to make any decision on the loan so at that 25 day marker If the loan officer has not received from that borrower what they need, the notification will be sent to the loan officer in an email, open it up on Outlook, on their device, wherever. They can select the choices for what's missing. The notice, again, if e-consented already by the borrower exists, the notice will go electronically to the borrower's email. Borrower gets it. They can either give the the LO what they need or they just don't. And then five days later, it gets adverse. Simple, easy peasy. If they provide the LO what they need, then their loan gets to trucking and they're moving right along getting ready to close down the line as far as the system once the lo puts in their selection in outlook it goes through connector goes into encompass the system is updated the los shows what it needs to show for compliance purposes the letter that was either emailed to the borrower or mailed usps goes into the e-folder placeholder for audit purposes as well that's documented and it's all there and ready to go. So it's just really simple. It just virtually no touch to the file until the borrower provides what they need.
0: So talk a little bit about how this has been received by the group. (laughs) And let me tell you, if I'm a loan officer, anything you can do to ease the load on the things I don't like to do and allow me to stay focused on the things I do enjoy doing is going to be widely accepted. Is that what you've been experiencing?
2: So we just implemented it, and we're actually in the process, because we have that 25-day window before the first letter, we've had plenty of time to work on the training videos, the notices to the field. So there's not really been any impact to them yet that they've seen. The first one that they're going to see, I believe, is on October 6th, again, if they don't complete their steps with their borrower, but that would be the first notification that we would get. We're actually in the process of doing some training videos, and we're going to send that out in our formal announcement fashion that we do. Just making them aware that, hey, here's how it's going to go. You don't have to do all the manual steps anymore. Just open your email, make a few clicks, go on about your day. Easy
0: peasy. I love it. Making it easier, simple. But going back mm-hmm. and Brent, talking about other systems, Kim uses LEB and Compass, probably one of the most widely used. And now it's been acquired by ICE. We expect it to continue to have a new leg of life to it, I think is one of the things many of us were concerned that this was starting to die.
1: But talk about other systems, Brent. Does it work? as well with other systems. Talk about it. Our Velma CRM is LOS agnostic. The Connector platform is architected to also be LOS agnostic. Thus far, it is integrated with Encompass, and we're working on a, a NetOx integration as well. For Connector, uh, is a bridge application. It's middleware, if you will, for a little bit more technical term, and its objective there is to sit in between a data source like an LOS or a larger CRM deployment or depository lenders data source, sit in between that and our communication technology.
0: Boil that down. Does it work as easy with other systems (laughs) as it
1: does for GIM? Yeah. So I would say in terms of the other types of communication workflows that we have outside of ECOA, and I can certainly speak to the impact and the the feedback that we've had from other lenders using the ECOA solution, the loan officer feedback, the engagement that we get. So one of the objections that I often get in the sales process is, oh, that's just another ECOA email that my loan officers are going to get and they're just going to ignore it. That's just absolutely not true because what we're doing is we're bringing a body of work to the loan officers. They've got a lot of tasks. And so we consolidate all of those tasks into one user interface on the landing page and we make their life a lot easier. And as we make their life easier and they engage with our communication workflows, our landing pages, and all of those things talk back to Encompass. We're effectively bringing the LOS experience instead of having to log into an LOS you can just do it all from your mobile device. So it's easier. And so technology has got to make things easier, but it's also got to deliver big results. And one of the examples mm-hmm. of that is the NOI letter that's going out to the borrower digitally. So instead of sending a piece of paper in the mail to the borrower saying, these are the things that we're missing, the borrower is going to ignore that because whoever opens mail anyway, they're going to get this email. It's going to be hyper-personalized. It's going to be relevant. It's going to be topical. It's going right. to be right on time. And most importantly, it's coming from the loan officer. This is really right. important on engagement. Number two, it's hyper-personalized because we're using data from the LOS to hyper-personalize it. So you're going to get that engagement. And number three, this is what the loan officers love. It's branded with their information. We're effectively creating a marketing opportunity here to get in front of this borrower with a beautiful, mobile, responsive, useful email from the loan officer automatically. They don't have to do anything. And David, here's the key. We are resurrecting transactions.
0: How is this yeah. a resurrecting transactions? Talk about
1: that. Because we're delivering that NOI letter immediately when the time is right, we're also presenting a button to the lender's digital mortgage, consumer-facing digital mortgage. So as a borrower, I'm not getting this piece of paper in the mail and then not really knowing what am I supposed to do with that. I get an email, press the button, and I can upload my tax return. And now I'm moving forward. And the loan officer can get notified. And the borrower can easily reach out to the loan officer. Now what we've done is we've said there's a compliance problem. But honestly, you know what the real problem is? It's not a compliance problem. It's a conversion problem. This is a conversion (laughs) problem. If you look at the pull-through rate on file started, it is a abysmal across the industry, right? And that's Mm -hmm. largely because loan officers get really busy and they don't follow up. And so we're doing that follow up for them. We're a digital assistant and a compliance solution at the same
2: time. I, I agree with everything Brent said. It is very much a piece that gets missed when the loan officer gets so busy. If you don't live in your LOS, then you typically don't have a really good pipeline view and you're just flying by the seat of your pants. And that's not always a good thing. If you don't have a big mm-hmm. team, it's really hard to miss. When your borrowers are getting this electronically, just like when the loan officer did, it's super convenient But they can immediately upload those docs and then again, you're ready to roll. It's really difficult whenever you've got a big book of business and you're trying to get them all handled, you will miss some. That's why you have files that sit in files started forever and ever and compliance is freaking out because nothing's ever been done with them. It's not because you didn't want to, it's just they don't miss. So now you you don't really have that excuse. You can literally bring files back from the dead. You have that window of opportunity and you can. Brenna is 100% correct.
0: Okay, so as we wrap this up, I heard one CEO, one of my clients say, technology is death by a thousand cuts everybody (laughs) wants a little bit of bleeding off income and wanting this to cost more. So what's the cost benefit, Kim, that you realize out of this? Is this an added expense? Is it more expense than practical or is this actually net revenue positive for you? Oh,
2: I think it is. I'm following. The cost is far outweighed by the benefit. Again, it's just the fact that Velma can take an e-consent that was done on the file early on And utilize that instead of having to go print from the copier, put it in an envelope, stick a stamp on it, walk to the to the post office or wherever the mailbox is, put it in the mailbox. All that time is money outside of yeah. the cost of your stamp, your envelope, and your paper. It's just that e-consent piece is huge and a massive time and money saver. And then like you said, bringing the loans back. When you bring the loan back, that's money in your pocket.
0: That's excellent. Brett, wrap it up for us. Talk about that a little bit. What is the cost of something of the service like this? And what are some of your customers, other than Kim, saying about it?
1: David, we've really expanded the Connector platform and we are now supporting several very large wholesale lenders as well with a lot of TPO communications. And so the cost structure of Connector, we really took the Amazon consumption model approach and it's on a per-job basis. So each time we execute a communication out to a borrower or a realtor or a loan officer, a TPO loan officer, any of the stakeholders, file contacts, that we consider that a job. So it's very much like the Amazon model. And the, the average, depending on the size of the organization, the average communication per job is about $0.05, cents, which is very cost-effective. And as the company grows and gets more value out of the system, like I said, it's a consumption model and following the same model as Amazon on very low incremental price. And then as you use the system and get more value out of it, if you think about it, this, is not just sending an email, right? This is right. sending an email that has a landing page where someone can interact with it and then push data back into the LOS or back into another solution. Mm-hmm. We're even collecting appraisal fees, and pushing that data back into the LOS. So there's just a tremendous amount of value in each one of those jobs, if you will, or communication touch points.
0: I love what you do, Brent. I love the spirit of what you do. It You're passionate about what you do, but also there's a level of innovativeness and brilliance that's always been a connect with you. It's one of the reasons I love hanging with you. And then the best part also beyond that is you get to introduce me to really fun, cool people that also <laughs> share a passion for our industry and in doing it right. Yep. That's Kim. Kim, yeah, what a delight totally to great. meet you. You're a fellow Texan. You're up in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. So it's really a joy to have you join us today. Very, very good to have you. Brent, thank you so much for uh, coming on here. All right. I uh, think that wrapped up. Anyway, so good to have had both Kim and Brent on. Go back and listen to this, share this with others. If you're a loan officer listening to this, make sure you share this with your IT, your managers, so you're aware of it. It's a great solution. I want to say next week we have coming... Our roundtable discussion, our regulars are going to sit around and talk about some of the issues facing the industry. Always a well-received podcast when we have the regulars sit around talking about the issues. Be sure to check back next week for that discussion. And I want to say a special thank you to our sponsors, Finastra, who is also there with a great solutions. And you need to check it out. Go to our website, look at UnLending, lending, as well as their website, finastra.com, and go to Moving movingmortgage.com as well as Community Mortgage Lenders of America, as well as Indicom, Encelerate, Ainsworth Advisors, Mobility RE, and Modex. So many others out there that we can't take the time to talk about, but you can see them on our sponsorship page. Have a great week, everybody. Look forward to having you back here next week. Thank you. You've been listening to Lickin' on Lending, a weekly mortgage market update with your host, David Lickin, of Transformational Mortgage Solutions. Join us next week, and thanks for listening.